welcome back to the honor roll podcast how's it going it's going fantastic and how are you doing today louisa i am doing all right i had um kind of an eventful day i had um an interesting encounter with a rat no other a rat yeah um actually it wasn't me that had the encounter but i'm working at a place (laughs) and um i see this guy and he goes into the kid's bathroom and he has a board in his hand so i'm like okay that's a little bit of sketch this other guy what like a two by four no it was like it was like a thin board but it was it was hefty you it could kill something was it long yeah it was pretty long it's probably a two by four (laughs) It wasn't a two by four because it wasn't that <laughs> wide. It was kind of thin. Okay. So anyway, okay. anyway, this other guy comes in behind him to the bathroom and shuts the door. And so I was like, okay, a little bit sketch. And then I immediately, I'm like helping this kid with their homework. And I'm like, try to focus on this, try to focus on this. Um, and I hear this beating of the board and I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? Someone's and then the door nervous. opens. And I immediately shut my eyes, but I did not miss part of that. I saw a very long tail hanging from the boards. Oh. And it was not pretty. And I was so scared because I hate rats and that was not fun. Um, it doesn't sound fun. No. Um, and then the guy was trying to show me a picture of the rat that he took on his phone apparently it was giant and i'm like nope not looking at that You're like i'm no. all right i didn't need to know that was here <laughs> nope oh, and, and this, is, this, this is like three three steps away from me this door so i'm like i was about to like it was it was not a good situation it was really scary but anyway that reminds me of my only rat encounter what um, was this we, we used to have a froyo shop where i live called orange leaf and there's one in, in another town nearby called Sweet Frog. And so they're like, they're like big, like they're a, a, a chain thing. So there's a ton of them around the country, but Orange Leaf, we were there getting our froyo. We we're eating like peanut. I had like a peanut butter chocolate swirl froyo. It was so good. And then I know this rat just like runs across like the dining area. We all like lift oh, our legs and shriek. And my mom and dad are like, yeah, we're not coming back here. That that rat is probably like pooping in like the condiments and like oh chocolate chips God. and stuff. And yeah, Wait, it just wasn't a very Sweet Frog or the other one? Yeah, orange Leaf. Okay. Like, because I've been to Sweet Frog. That makes me feel better, <laughs> even though it could obviously happen at Sweet Frog. Right. I, I just want to know, though, with Froyo places, what's the deal with their names? Orange Sweet Leaf. Frog. Sweet Frog. Those are so dorky i don't know maybe they have to just make it seem like a happy little adventure to get your froyo i mean that just doesn't sound like a happy little adventure i don't want frog flavored ice cream well apparently you want you don't want rat flavored ice cream <laughs> rat excrement ice cream it's yeah not not the biggest uh fan favorite yeah well um, apparently the reason why like there's rats around in that building that i'm working in is because there's like a sausage factory around so Maybe that's where they're coming from, but that was terrifying. Have you ever read The Jungle? Oh, the meat book? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I know of it. I've never (laughs) read it, and I will never read it. But no, I know what it is, and oh, Lord. I mean, it's it's a really good commentary, but like the problems with the early uh, 20th centuries, like meat factories, that's what it is. It's about Chicago and like all the problems with it, how unsanitary it was. And it led to a mass outcry and a lot of changing of procedure. 
Yeah. So the book was good as a political statement, but it's not a pleasant read. No, I can't even imagine, especially as a vegan individual. Like, that is not something that I want to take in for pleasure yeah. reading, like anything like that. But yeah, it, it, it did make a lot of change. It did, which is a very big positive. Um, probably like one of like, in my mind, probably the two most influential books in America history are probably The Jungle for its mass change on the economy uh, with meat factories and such in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Probably Uncle Tom's Cabin is a yeah, that's a good one too. Well, that made me think of I was actually reading a book today with this little kid, and we were reading about making pancakes. And the little character in the book's name was Jack, so I thought of you when they were reading our (laughs) pancake, reading our pancake book. That's sweet. Um, I uh, I just saw a TikTok the other day that was a recipe for a cinnamon roll pancake. Where you took like a cinnamon roll dough and you unraveled it and then you pour your pancake mix over it so it like fills in like the cracks and then you like pour water around the sides of it and close the pan so it like steams, steam cooks and then you like flip it over and pour more water around it and that like makes it like a nice fluffy cinnamon roll pancake and then while it's still hot you like cover it with the glaze. That sounds so good. Delicious. I want to make it. Oh my gosh. That sounds so good. Have you seen like there's these like rolls that you can make out of oatmeal and you just like roll it into a cinnamon roll and it's like takes less time than like an actual one and it's like tastes the same i've seen like food bloggers and youtubers make it and it looks really good i want to try that too i have not seen that but it does sound pretty good Um, yeah it's probably like better for you too because it's oats but yeah I don't know. That does sound tasty. I love oatmeal. I, I We don't buy it anymore because I don't really eat breakfast, and I was the only one that ate it in the house, but I we I used to eat it so much when I was a little kid. It's just delicious. Yeah, oatmeal is the best. I have it all the time, especially with my stomach. Just, like, it's light. Or it's not yeah. light, but it's, like, it's not super, like, I don't know. What is, like, the word for it? It's not invested invested in your food i don't know what i'm trying to say but it's not like you have to make a whole meal with a ton of different flavors and like time consuming yeah 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 Yeah. okay i got you uh how is how is uh outdoor track this week because for tennis at least uh starting thursday through tuesday i had what is that five tennis matches in a row with one day uh off which was a day where i had to go to work and stand for eight hours on concrete Oh my gosh, that sounds absolutely awful and Horrible painful. Horrible on the knees. <laughs> Ow. That is yeah. rough. They were a little sore. <laughs> Pain. Well, track's going well. My stomach was horrible today, so I didn't do much running. I did some light jogging and walking, but like I've been having a lot of stomach issues. But last week, I PR'd significantly with my race walking time, so I'm happy about that. Wow. And Congratulations. Yeah, what was your went- time? So I went from 9.27 to 9.09 for the mile. So I was wow. pretty happy with that. So Yeah. That's really good, actually. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. So but is a whole mile is, what, four laps? Four laps around the track. And then and then my coach had me fill in for the 4x4, four four, which I've never done, but which is a relay and, you like, 400 meters, so one lap around the track. And you're right. sprinting all out the whole time. And I haven't been <laughs> training with sprinting, so – that was a lot. <laughs> but, you were just huffing and puffing. Yeah, and yeah, through. I survived. Not as bad as I thought, but. Yeah. Nine minutes, that's a pretty good time for race walking. Like, when yeah. you think of walking, you usually don't think of a nine-minute mile. Yeah, well, 
you, you got to be moving pretty fast. I almost got disqualified because you can't bend your knee and my knee was starting to bend. So that was not, not good, but. Got the form on lockdown. Yeah. What about you? What about tennis? How, how did the matches turn out? Um, mostly bad. Um, Mondays was really close. Uh, we almost took it home, but just kind of got sniped. I mean, I'm not gonna like. I didn't like throw a fuss or anything, but like low key should have won. Uh, yeah. In the first set that I played against uh, this kid in third singles, um, uh, 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 we were at a point. It was like two three or something. I had three points. He had two, and uh, the score for the next point uh, was in my favor, forty thirty. And I scored on him, which meant it should have been my point. But he was like, no, it's 30-30. So then I, it was 40-30 me because he, like, declined it. He, like, said, like, I was wrong. And then his coach backed him up, even though we were on the wrong side of the court for it to be what they said. So I was right. And then he tied me in deuce on that and then won the point in the ad, ad, ad court. So that was kind of annoying. But then That's annoying. it ended up getting to the point in that set where it was 5-3 me, and you need six to win, win by two. So it, it, if if I had gotten the point like I was supposed to, it would have been 6-3 me, so I would mm-hmm. have already had won. Yeah. But because we didn't, he brought it back and beat me 7-5 in that uh, set. Ugh. And then I beat him in the second set, so I would have just won the whole match right there, but because we went to a third set. And by that point, I was exhausted and my knees were hurting. Uh, c- couldn't take it home in the third. Uh, well, that that it was close, and if he if you had gotten that point, then it probably wouldn't have been a different story. It was a heartbreaker and a scam. Well, is this the one that you're competing with on Friday? It is. So maybe you'll have a chance to um... rematch time. Yeah. Put the kid in his place. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, let's see it. Don't want to be too aggressive. So for today, but... like I just wanted to ask you a couple questions. I know. I'm personally done with classes except for yearbook. I'm going to do yearbook. But hey, um, I'm done with other classes. You're not done with school yet and not for quite a bit. How, how are you feeling about that? How are you feeling about the end of the year? Are you going to end up on the honor roll? What are your thoughts about the oh, end I'm of school? Oh, I'm already on the honor roll. I'm secured. Um, my, my place is secured. I got number six. Ooh. Uh, five. Not number five. I got number five. Number That's six. sick. <laughs> uh, I was pretty happy with it. But um kind of sad that you're still going on i'm ready for it to be done i'm ready to move on just not be in school anymore just kind of relaxing and get to my summer job which will take up all my time but gonna get to it yeah well you gotta get that coin make that money gotta make that cash uh our classes are like not winding down which is annoying because ap exams are like this week and next week and they just have not winded down we're still loaded but we still have to do all this like studying that's so frustrating. That must be a yeah. lot, especially with studying with yeah, AP they're, they're giving exams. us like final projects to do alongside our AP exams. I'm like, what are you doing? I have oh to study. Gosh. I can't. I don't have time for this. <laughs> I don't envy your situation in the slightest. I don't either. I have an AP exam on Friday. It's AP Bio. Oh. Not ready for it. Don't feel prepared, but we're gonna go into it and we're Good gonna. Good luck. You got three. it. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, a three won't a three won't pass us uh, for a college credit, but it'll feel good. So that's yeah. what the goal is. Exactly. Just do your absolute best. Give it everything you got. I wish there were like last year's AP exams where there were only forty five minutes, though. Oh, that would be sure so nice. This sure it's back to the three hours. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, I really lucked out for when I took AP exams. 
you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're phasing SATs kind of out of the system, and I'm hoping in the near future they uh, phase AP exams out just so the future generation doesn't have to suffer. Yeah, definitely. It's pain. No, it should be more like that. it should be more about like your personal accomplishments than your standardized testing. And I do think I standardized agree. testing has its merits. Um, it definitely tests your uh, quick time response. It tests your thinking in a critical situation. So there is stuff that tests positively, and I get it for like a high-powered, like big college. And maybe that can still be a requirement for them, but it's an optional test. If someone's not going for that college, they don't have to take the test. If they do want to go for it, though, maybe they'll compete in the exam. Mm-hmm. And that way, kids aren't going to feel discouraged when they don't do well on the exam and they're not even going for a college that it's really necessary for. Yeah, I think that and, encouragement hurts a lot more than it helps. Yeah, and I agree with like looking at a person's character moreover than like more, whereas looking at test scores and that sort of thing, it can tell you some things, but like you never know if like they'd looked out or if they were having a really bad day, if they don't have a te- high test score. I feel like it's kind of an unfair measurement all around. And when you look at a person's character, like what kind of service work they do, what they, how are they involved in their community? How are they involved with their school? What do they do for others? That sort of thing. I think that weighs more than a test score, like that you take once. Exactly. I think for the majority of colleges, that should like be more important. And I do get it for things like Ivy League institutions, where it really is just like the top of the line end all be all. That's where it really has to be all the stuff you've mentioned plus like yeah yeah the smarts but you no matter what your character has to be a factor exactly no i agree so how many weeks total do you have left of uh, like in person about a month a month a, and are you like still doing days. hybrid or are you fully in we're person? still hybrid no we're not fully in person we, we tried to go well, we weren't try we were about to go fully in person and then like 10 kids got corona and they're like no no we'll stay hybrid so we have of not course. gone back full time and uh, we're still doing two days a week in person, two days online. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh. <laughs> I, I don't, I honestly prefer the online. I would do full time online over full time in person. Really? No, I hate it online and we had to do it. I just find it easier because teachers are less likely to random call on you because they don't like to look at their computers. They like to look at the students that are in class. It's just, it's just simpler vibes. That's you know, true. You're just kind of mosey on through class. That's um. true. Ugh. Well, let's let's move away from school because obviously this is just a draining topic, and you have a lot <laughs> left. And I'm done. I'm basically done. Happiness here. <laughs> Imagine me um. done with school. Let's be a vegan thing. <laughs> like the Amish. Oh my gosh. The Amish decided that, they didn't, that in their religion they didn't go to school past the age of fourteen. So they sued Wisconsin, Wyoming or Wisconsin, one of the two. They sued them. Really? Yeah, it was a big Supreme Court case, and uh, they ended up siding with the Amish, saying, like, if your religion says, like, not to go to school, then you can't make them go to school, because I think it's Wyoming. At the time, required kids go to the school through the ages of 16, but that was against their religion. That's, yeah, I feel like the religion is precedented. Like, I'm learning so much more about um, Islam, and um, I'm working with a bunch of Somali people and learning about like the religion, like Ramadan, it's so cool just to learn about fasting and why people do what they do. And they have like, uh, I'm sure they got the five pillars. Yeah. They have the, the feast at the end of fasting for Ramadan, which is called Eid. 
and that's tomorrow so it's it's really cool to hear about like breaking the fast and getting closer with god and their spiritual like investment right. and the discipline that they have to fast for that long i think that religions oh, sure. really yeah they do have that yeah, disciplinary I mean, factor and in like what i'm gonna call the big three it's all the same god i mean yeah in judaism they just don't believe in like the new testament so that's the same god as christianity it's just they don't believe in jesus christ and onwards and then i believe if i'm not wrong with islam um uh, was it muhammad that was spoken to in the desert by elijah jesus and god i think so, that's what it was so again like it, it's the same god that's in all three of these religions there's just different uh events that occurred more and more in the future with islam yeah. and Jerusalem. yeah which i think no, is a really interesting point out. that there's so many arguments over those three religions you know christians and jews persecuted each other for so long and then there was the crusades and it's like at the end of the day you all still believe in the same god you just don't believe in what comes in after yeah so it's just really interesting to me it is really interesting um so like anyway so to go go off of like um graduating and all of that what is what are you most looking forward to after graduation um like how far down the line are we talking about anything you want um, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to going to swim because I love to swim, but I can't do that much during the winter. So I'll take any lake or beach days I can get while the sun's out, uh, since that's so especially rare uh, up here in New England. So I'd, I'd love to just get out to the water as much as possible. I'll be doing a summer job, which I think will be fun. Be bringing in the cash, uh, working with little kids, just kind of, I'm, I'm I'll be like a camp uh, counselor type thing. Just kind of help observing them, make sure they're staying all good and all. It's 40 hours a week. uh, Wow. Just just casual 8 to 4, 9 to 5 type of job. So it'll be good. It'll be good for me, I think. Um, My friend was going to do it with me, uh, Wyatt. And I I told Wyatt, by the way, just, you know, this is like an actual 9 to 5 job. It's not just something you can, like, not go to when you don't want it. And then he didn't didn't do it. why am i not surprised why we're not crapping on you but like yeah you just didn't come on the podcast and you said you yeah um just kidding we're good we're good um I but yeah exposed. <laughs> exposed um yeah no i would understand that i think it'll be really good like i'm for my experience just working for kids it's only been like two weeks now and it's been super humbling and i've learned quite a bit kids can just they just have so many different perspectives and thoughts and so much energy so just be prepared for over be be prepared for you in a little kid yeah um i I think like a big thing with kids too is they provide a different outlook because if you don't believe that people are born naturally good or evil then a lot of people will often believe in nature nature versus nurture Mm -hmm. and since a lot of young kids haven't had time to be nurtured they're still young and innocent and they have like nice perspectives and they're very innocent Yeah, but, like, again, this goes back to one of our earlier episodes, just seeing, like, how exposed they are to technology and social media at such a young age. Like, they're on TikTok watching videos. These, like, second graders, first graders, second graders, um, whatever, watching TikTok, like, with with swears in them. And you're just like, that's what kids today are growing up with, so... It's just it's a it's a constantly evolving uh, world. I, again, we talked about it in our second episode. We really caught the uh, the edge 
of like a real childhood compared to a technology childhood yeah and now we're just kind of seeing what a technology childhood is like compared to our own yeah and it's so clear that parents are not aware of everything that's going on because they're How just like oh you it's can a do. new world yeah yeah they don't they don't get talk space or any of that yeah and exactly it's not like tiktok is gonna like try to like make it so like it's okay for kids in that sense i mean it's a chinese-based corporation that's just trying to make money they're not trying to uh work for the greater youth of america yeah they have no investment in it i know um, I'm, I'm sure they're owned by tencent nothing against chinese companies but tencent kind of comes to the base of everything uh, i don't know if you know what that is but tencent's like a major company in uh china that's like the fatherhead of like a large majority of companies from probably TikTok to I know like Riot Games, which is like the biggest esport in the world, owned by Tencent. Uh, I think um, uh, it's not WhatsApp, but like Facebook and all that is banned in China. But they have like a Chinese version of it, and that's owned mm-hmm. by Tencent. Like Tencent just owns everything in China. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. that's what that's what life is becoming for everyone. Not just not just the childhood, not just our generation, the kids, everybody. Yeah, we, we all become so desensitized uh, to, yeah. like, swears and violence a lot through, like, media. And I think it'll be interesting to see, like, how our generation is uh, when we're older because we're just so desensitized to all that stuff already. Like, we're going to see things on the news that don't even phase us and things that should phase us. And it's so, like, it's weird because it doesn't hit us. Like, or for me, it didn't, it didn't hit me till I was like, these kids are watching the same things that I watch. That's, like, not not good in my opinion like some of the stuff that i watched yeah exactly and i was talking to one of the other per- per- people that worked there and he was saying like one like some of the kids were listening to cardi b and cardi b like had her kid come on a cardi b's kid was like listening to one of her songs and then um she didn't want like her kid to listen to the song and she immediately like turned it off and stuff and like it's just proof that her music was not made for young kids and she doesn't expect her child to listen to her music at that young age like maybe when they're older they listen to it but it's not meant for young children exactly i mean there's there's there are age boundaries which are becoming less and less prevalent prevalent um like look at movie ratings what what kid follows R17 or PG13. I was probably watching PG13 when I was five and rated R when I was like 12. Yeah. And the ratings are there for a reason. It's because the content is based for the ages listed. And I mean, that's just like a minor one that like no one cares about, no one thinks about, but it just kind of goes to show like that's where everything's moving. Yeah. It's crazy. I I just can't even fathom. I like at some points I'm like, oh, I love social media. I love that it's this connective space and all this stuff and then at the same time i'm like what is our world becoming like we've fully transferred to this like oof it's a lot the earth's just become this internet explorer <laughs> um hellscape for lack of better terms um speaking of the internet though it, it makes me think of um like the dark net and the deep net and like google and like the world wide web do you know much about that the dark web compared to like the deep web or the world wide web or what any of that no i don't like the black market that sort of thing not necessarily the black market but i can give you like a brief explanation because it's kind of interesting okay yeah um so the world wide web 
is anything you can just find on like a standard browser. So right. if I Google cars, I'm going to come up probably with like Toyota or Ford, whatever. I'm just going to come up with like car things. That's like the World Wide Web. Now, you access the deep web or the deep net every single day. The deep net is anything that you cannot access by just searching for on a browser. So anything that's password protected, anything that's money walled, your Netflix account is deep net. Your email address is deep net because that's all password protected. It's not something you can just search for on the World Wide Web and gain access to. Right. So that's the deep net. The dark net is anything unlisted on the standard internet and it's usually not a dot commercial type thing uh coms dot commercial dot orgs dot organization gov government edu education these are those are like standard uh places where you can search for things but a lot of darknet things are on those and cannot be found on standard browsers the main browser used to find all this stuff is called tor and that's the onion router and what Tor does is it links you uh, when you're searching for stuff through a bunch of VPNs so that you're kind of almost untraceable. Um, now, obviously, if you're a hacker, they're going to break through your VPNs and like find you, but that's if you're getting into like dangerous parts of the dark net. Tor was developed in the late 90s, early 2000s by U.S. Navy scientists so that the government could be unnoticed on the internet as they went through and did kind of like suspicious activity involving other government agencies and such, you know, kind of their way of getting it in. But then they realized if they were the only ones using Tor, then the people would be like, oh, someone's on a Tor browser. That means it's the government hacking into us. So they made Tor completely public and now everyone has access to it. You can just go download it off Google. And that kind of, that will allow you an access point to the dark net. A lot of dark net sites will end in dot onion. That will be their, their dot thing instead of .com, .net, .onion. Those are like what a lot of darknet sites are based around. Dark dot, sites dark, are based around. Dot .onion? Yeah, dot .onion. A lot of things are dot .onion. Um, oh. Uh, a lot of illegal stores and stuff are all dot .onion. Interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, from like Tor, though, you can like find like unlisted browsers that won't have like the filters that Google has in place or the algorithms. And you can find a lot more um, just other things on the internet because uh, the surface web is a very small percentage of what's really in the internet. Yeah. Uh, it's a really interesting landscape. Um, there's been a lot of controversy over the years. A lot of different things have happened and it's, it's really just a topic that can be expanded on so much more. Uh, maybe that could be a good topic for another episode. That's crazy. I had no idea about any of that. Yeah, it's, it's amazing a, it's what we don't world. know. I, I, I try to comprehend the internet sometimes and I can't like, what, what is the internet? You know, it's just, it's just, is it just like this invisible thing that like, I don't know. I know it's electricity based and like it exists somehow, but like what, what before computers were made, I, I don't know. I just don't understand the internet, like at its core components, like where are the access points? How, like when I Google something, I know it's going to Google servers, but how, how do those servers get created in this way where I can search? I don't know. It, it's really confusing. And it comes, the answer comes so quickly. You get a ton of sites in a matter of seconds. It is crazy right. when you really think about it. And then everything's through Wi-Fi. It's like, were these waves of like, were these like going through the air before people had designed computers and they just figured out how to channel them? Where they figure out how to create them? Like, I really just don't know the science behind it. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, going well, off of, like, the technological piece, I did have a fan question 
about why you watch so much anime. You want to enlighten our audience about that? <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> I don't watch so much. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't watch so much anime. I just watch a fair amount. Uh, 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 okay, this is not a question I expected. I actually just started a new one, which I'll talk about after because it's pretty oh, good. Oh, I don't want to um, get you started. Let's have a have the brief version of the answer. No, I'm going to talk about it. You've, you've opened the rabbit hole. Oh, so, gosh. Let's take it back to World War II. Um, no. World War II happened. Japan lost to the U.S. And when the Japan lost to the U.S., they decided, well, obviously, our infrastructure, it's not working. Let's base a ton of our infrastructure off the U.S., off the U.S., this can be seen in the fact that baseball is the national sport for Japan. I mean, they took a bunch of our things and just made it ours. That's why a lot of their cartoons feature characters that look like a lot more Caucasian. Uh, they they did a lot more cartoons like Americans did. They kind of followed our way of life because they saw that that was succeeding. We won a war off our way of life. And that's what they tried to copy and almost make better, which they did. Japan's more successful than us now. They have a higher life rate, everything. Anime is, it's not cartoons. It's animated content instead of live action content that we have but it's aimed at older audiences usually like six i mean there are kids animes but it's based from our ages like maybe like 16 to 25 that's what a large okay okay wait 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 a second i had a kid this week come up to me and ask hey have you seen all the animes on netflix i've watched every single one of them and i really like the romance ones i was like this kid I don't know how old he was. Like, maybe fifth grade, he was telling me this. I mean, they can watch whatever they want. They're going to watch Grey's Anatomy at fifth grade, too. There's oh, going to be sex. There's going to be death. There's going to be drugs. There's going to be guns. There's going to be murder. Like, you're going to get that. Yeah, No matter true. what nationality their content is from. Um, there's a lot of very dark anime that I would not recommend for kids. <laughs> um, not in the least. I'd, I'd rather them listen to Cardi B, if I'm being quite honest. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, Assassination Classroom, um, you know, it's Death Note. You know, there's just there's just quite a few that are just not for kids. The majority are not for kids. Um, big things with anime. Uh, again, it's, it's targeted towards older audiences. And what I like about it is where a lot of, like, comedy TV shows, that are, like, cartoons that are made for older people. Family Guy. Um... South Park, The Simpsons, those aren't aimed at kids. Family but guy. what differentiates them from anime is that in a Family Guy episode, Peter Griffin can die at the end of the episode. They're all just going to reset in the next episode anyway. There's no consequence. It's not like a flowing story. It's just a 20-minute episode, and that's it. With anime, what you're getting is one uh, cohesive story the entire time. Usually, an entire season will be one or two arcs, so like one or two small storylines within the larger story. But something that happens in episode one is going to impact the later on. A prime example of this is in one anime called One Piece. Uh, a character got a giant scar on his chest in like the first like five episodes, and he has that now in episode nine hundred. Uh, that's the longest running anime. But it just, I like when things connect. It makes it exactly. more cohesive. It's, it's all one giant cohesive story. And that's the appeal to me, is that when I'm watching it, not only is it kind of like fantasy-based, so you're not just kind of getting like basic people doing love romance drama like you get with your Grey's Anatomy and your Criminal Minds and stuff, you're getting more thought-out topics, uh, more artistic values, and you're getting that in one cohesive, nice, long story with a lot of plot, with a lot of detail. 
and it's just, I find it far more interesting. Um, big criticisms people often have with anime is that they think it's made for kids, which again, there are some that are made for kids, but just because it's drawn doesn't mean South Park is made for kids. Um, a lot of people think that all anime is is uh, sex content. Again, there are that are there is anime that are designed that way. There is fan service, but that is not the identity of a large majority of animes. You see stuff like that too with Grey's Anatomy. There are scenes for, that are made for that. That's fan service. It happens in shows. It gets viewers hooked. It gets people watching. But anime is not just made to be like this fetishized um, thing for like basement dwellers. It's a thing many famous people even take part of. Samuel L. Jackson, a very famous American movie uh, creator, he enjoys watching anime. Famous basketball players, wrestlers, I mean, a lot of them just enjoy it because of what it is at its core is just TV show with good plot, good story. And that's really what the basis of it is. Um, like, for example, one show I just started, it's brand new, it's coming out now. There's only five episodes so far. It's called 86. And it's a race commentary. Uh, it's about this nation where they were attacked by a neighboring country. And when they were attacked, they brought all of their citizens that had white hair and silver eyes because that's like what people can be like in that world, into these center 85 districts of the country. And they created this law that dehumanized and made everyone that didn't have those characteristics, like brown hair, blue eyes, whatever, anyone that had those characteristics were no longer citizens and were no longer considered people. And they forced okay, them Okay, so this it. sounds like literally World War Two. Exactly. It's a race commentary. Uh, and these people were forced to be on the outside lines of the nation, and it was called the 86th District, and they were just identified as 86. And these people were forced to fight for the country, but the reason they dehumanized them to begin with was every day the nation would be like, zero casualties. Today was a great day. And since they were saying there was zero casualties, um, that was because the people that were dying on the front lines for their nation weren't people in that country's um, viewpoint. And what the story is about is this one girl um, who's a soldier. Uh, uh, she's not like a soldier, but she's called a handler. And what she does is she's a major in the army and she gets on this monitoring system and she talks to the people on the front lines. And she's one of like the few handlers that like believes that they're real people. Because when she was a child, she was taken out to the front lines by her father, who was a general, who wanted her to see, because he remembered the world how it was before. And he wanted her to see like what they were doing to these people. And he wanted her to understand like, it wasn't right, and he raised her to be that way. So, so she stories... didn't even know that it wasn't right before. Exactly. So, and so the show is, like, yeah, it's a really good, like, uh, action drama type show where, like, she's, like, dealing with these conflicts of, like, the people at home are telling her, like, they're not even real people. You should just quit. Like, ignore them. And, like, she'll go on every night and, like, work with these people, and they're her comrades. Like, she has to lead them into battle, like, with, like, satellites and, like, tell them where, like, the enemies are, and she's, like, telling them, like, this is what you need to do. This And, like, she's building connections with them and relationships but on the other end of things people are like you're so dumb why are you doing this and it's just it's a great commentary on like uh, i think racism to be honest because it's how a lot of people are they just exclude people based on how they look and treat them differently wow that was a very very detailed answer but i think it's yeah. cool like that anime does tell a story and it is it does relate in topics from today that are very prevalent to our world and need to be discussed so that is a cool way to look at it um, I'm sure some people like you said have some 
not so great thoughts about anime um but maybe maybe they need to give it a try <laughs> there you go exactly just you just gotta be like open to new things i mean i found it when i was 12 i'll admit when i was 12 i watched some things that a 12 year old should not see now nothing <laughs> too bad but 12 year old shouldn't be playing call of duty either kind of on that par i guess yeah you know, there's so just it... it's gonna happen Ed exposed to things and now we can't really control it which is hard technology it's impossible to control yeah exactly all right um do you have any college merch yet i already know because you're wearing a shirt do you have anything else (laughs) besides your shirt that you currently Um, i have a baseball cap and a sweatshirt but they're not by me nice i'm really uh trying to rep my college and just kind of go out into the world and be like i'm leaving may i'm getting out of here and i'm gonna have a good time and this is where i'm going yes absolutely <laughs> my college sweatshirt is on back order and i've ordered it twice at this point and then i was randomly watching this youtuber and she happened to have a sweatshirt of the college that i'm going to on and this her this is one of her videos from like three years ago and she just happened to wear that sweatshirt and i'm like this sweatshirt is cute so i literally screenshot it and i'm gonna try to find it and order that <laughs> Maybe she went there. No, she didn't go there either. So I How don't odd. Know. Huh. Maybe like her friend went there and you know, people were their friends' uh, colleges yeah, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. No, that's no, really cool totally. though. You should try to find it. Yeah, no, we'll, I will. We'll scavenger hunt for you. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like, you you like anime, but I love YouTube. I love watching YouTube. I like looking at different... I'm, I'm really big into, like, the lifestyle community. And just find... Like, I will be fine watching stuff from, like, three years ago and finding things that I never knew. I just think it's cool to, like, look back. I watch a lot of YouTube, too, just so the chat, the people know um, my personality is not anime. Yeah. <laughs> no, you have all these things. Just because I don't watch anime doesn't mean that, like, anything. So, like, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I'm just saying that my personality is not defined by it. I don't want people to get the wrong idea. Absolutely. It's just one aspect of you as a person and something that you enjoy. Exactly. It's not yeah, something yeah. to be embarrassed by. It's something to be proud of. Exactly. And that's, and that's why you gave us like a speech on it. Exactly. I gave you a, a nice a thorough explanation of what it is. Yeah. I think you did credit it well. I think you did. Thank you. Um, and then one last question. I've had question. to defend it so many times. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've had to defend it so many times that my response is almost down to a T. That's like me and having to defend <laughs> veganism and explain like why I make the decisions <laughs> that I do. Exactly. So there you go. Now we're relating. Okay. Like yeah. how you eat grass. Don't eat grass, but I mean nice try. <laughs> nice try. All right. Uh, last question. Um in college, what like this is actually a question. Um, what clubs, what activities do you think you'll be joining? I have no clue. I would like to do some intramural sports because I yeah. think it would be good to stay active, meet more people, enjoy doing what I love. I think that's a definite. Um, you know, I haven't looked at the club page yet, and I really need to explore it because I just don't know what clubs are offered at college compared to high school. I'm sure they have all the base ones, but there's got to be so much more, so much more opportunity. Oh, there's, there's probably, like, hundreds, maybe even, like, thousands. Like, there's so more than you would think of in college exactly. and high school. Um, what, if they do have, you like, think... a stock club, I might join that. I think that'd be really interesting to get, like, tips and learn more about the stock market and more about finance. Yeah. And speaking of that, you're gonna you're gonna be 18 very soon, so you're gonna be able to. Yeah, that's crazy. You'll be able able to invest in the stock market. 
right because I've never done that <laughs> yeah that'll be <laughs> exciting um do you think right? like maybe running club what what other like intramural mm. sports were you thinking of um I could do intramural basketball uh I really enjoy that I'm not great at it but I have a lot of fun playing um I don't know if I would do intramural tennis because I'd probably just, I mean, I don't know. It depends on how intramural tennis is. If it's competitive, might not as much as in like, if like we just kind of meet up and like we swing and like hit back and forth for a while, like I'd be fun with that. But um, those, those are kind of the vibes I'm rocking with, you know? Yeah, I like that. I like that. How about- um, I think that I want to be involved in intramural sports as well. Probably soccer. <laughs> I really like soccer. Um, and maybe maybe some faith-based stuff, maybe some, like, advers- advocacy, leadership, that sort of thing. Probably some service, like, service organizations, maybe volunteering in the community. I, I really enjoy volunteering. I think definitely I want to bring that into my college experience. I think it would be really good. All right. Um, yeah, no, I think those are gonna be really helpful for you. And like, I don't know, there's just so many options. Yeah. How do, you de- how do you decide? <laughs> I don't even know. I feel so overwhelmed with, um, um, all the like options and stuff like that. Like, and we also have, I don't know about you, but I like got this long checklist with like placement tests and 50 billion things that I have to do before orientation and all this stuff. I have to watch a video about alcoholism. Oh, I have to take, like, a course on it about teen alcoholism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's all part of it. Education. It's a lot. There's a lot of stuff you have to do. Um. Okay, and then we have one last fan question to end up the S- episode. Um, it's actually from your boy, Wyatt. And Wyatt! <laughs> he's asking what your biggest regret is, or maybe biggest regret from high school. What is your biggest regret? My biggest regret? Um, that's, I mean, I don't know. Do I, do I give like an honest answer to that or do I just like pick one of the many? Look, <laughs> let's hear your honest answer. What what, what do you think I, Wyatt wants to hear from this question? My, my honest regret in high school? Um, um, just certain uh, associates, I guess. Certain associates. people that I associated with. You regret associating with them? With certain people, yes. Interesting. I would yeah. not suspect you to say that at all. <laughs> um, I mean, at the end of the day, I do think that um, uh, every every action that happens in your life creates who you are and leads to you becoming a better person. And I do think I've grown because of my high school experiences. But I also think that had I not associated with certain people, life would have been easier. Yeah. But don't those, don't those awkward and uncomfortable ma- moments like make you grow as an inv- individual and teach you things? Of course you learn from it. And I, I do like enjoy the knowledge I have because of it, but mm-hmm. I still think above all, if I had to regret something in high school, that's what I regret most. Is really? Begin with. Wow. Wow, that is that's crazy. I I honestly regret. Like I was always involved in sports. I involved myself in clubs. I worked hard. I did what I could. I, I there wasn't much I didn't do that I can be like, oh, I really wish I 
played basketball. I played basketball all four years. I mean, not a yeah. lot to regret. No, that's good. I, I like that answer. I think you're very honest. I would not suspect that coming from you, but I think that it'll make you a better person and it'll make you realize what you deserve for your future associations with people. And that's good. It's really for good. Sure. <laughs> well, that about concludes our episode for today. Um, for sure. Guys, uh, key thing, everyone, don't regret not getting on the honor roll. Work hard for it. Please just just do your best. You're almost done there. You're you're at the home stretch. Let's go. We believe in you. We do believe in you. Stay on the honor roll. Stay on it. <laughs>